Welcome to Making Your Impact, a podcast to inspire and equip you to pursue your calling and make your positive impact on the world. I'm your host, Melissa Ike. I have a passion for making an impact, and I also have a passion for helping you make yours. So let's get started. Hello and welcome back to Making Your Impact. I'm super glad to have you here. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Melissa Ike. I'm a co-founder and the director of communications and development for The Dragonfly Home, a nonprofit in Oklahoma City that serves survivors of human trafficking. I'm also a writer, speaker, and attorney, and you can learn more about me at melissaike.com. That's melissaeick.com. Today we're talking about three strategies to help you dig deep and find your grit also known as the passion and perseverance it takes to keep on making your impact. Our work making the world a better place doesn't happen in a vacuum. Life also happens. It can really knock us off course and even make us feel like giving up. But when we dig into our grit, it helps us to persevere and keep working toward making our impact. I wrote and recorded this episode last November before I'd made the decision to go on hiatus with the podcast. I had just gone through a time that required me to dig into my own grit. It was a particularly challenging fall. And I got to say, while I was going through this episode again to prepare it for publishing now this week, I was fully re-inspired by myself. (laughs) And this idea of digging into my own grit Okay, let's dive in. I took the definition of grit from Angela Duckworth's book, and she coined the term to mean passion and perseverance for long-term and meaningful goals. It's what we dig into when we face obstacles standing in the way of our dreams. I like this definition because it's twofold. So passion, meaning direction and commitment that gets us through when our pursuit of our impact involves boring or difficult or challenging tasks, and perseverance, helps us to stick with the goal and continue working on it when experiencing challenges or even failure. It takes both of those to make our impact. This term took off in kind of 2015-ish, and it started this cultural conversation about how this kind of grit, this passion and perseverance, often indicates the likelihood of success and achievement way more than talent and intelligence do. Without grit, talent and intelligence just often stay in the area of untapped potential. But with grit, people who want to achieve something find a way to do it instead of giving up when faced with challenges. I'm sure we've all experienced that sometimes life just throws us for either a one big serious loop or a series of small to medium loops that really build up. And it can feel like we've really gotten off track with making our impact. How about a global pandemic, right? That shook the physical and mental health of millions. I mean, actually, in some way, it affected literally billions of people worldwide. But even something like an injury or a minor illness or a car issue or a storm that knocks out your electricity for a few days. There's so many things in life that can get in the way of making our impact. When that happens, in my experience, we need some recovery time and there's zero shame in that. But when we've got this fire inside of us, this calling, that thing that we know we're supposed to do, then the time comes when we feel that nudge or even a a frustration that we've gotten away from pursuing that thing. It can be especially frustrating if you are really on a roll and then this obstacle or series of obstacles comes along to interrupt us. But then the time comes to get back on track. And when that time does come, now we're in a position that we have to fight our way back to where we were. And sometimes it can seem totally insurmountable. Sometimes it can just be just annoying enough that it's tempting to give up. 
The thing is, like I always or at least very often say, if we give up on our calling, then not only do we hurt ourselves by letting go of what is so important to us, but we could hurt an untold number of people whose lives will be changed, like completely transformed if we keep going. Of course, sometimes we need time off. We need to engage in real self-care. We need to take a break to recover from serious life events. If you've been in that position for a few weeks or months or years, there's zero shame in that. But if you're now feeling like it's time to get back on track with making your impact, then I'm just here to tell you that you can do it. And this is where grit comes in. This is where that passion and perseverance to keep going toward our goals, toward making our impact, can really help us find the strength to move forward. Now, I'll be frank with you. There's a reason that I'm speaking about this today on this show. I'm speaking from some personal experience. I don't know. I may have been inspired to do this podcast on this topic because of my own life at this very moment, because of what's actually happening right now as I'm recording this. So it's been a challenging fall for me in a few different ways. Just a number of personal things that have thrown me for a loop that I've had to take some time away from achieving some certain goals to manage, to help some other people, things that were emotionally challenging for me. And that really kind of went on for a couple of months and I was just starting to feel like I was getting back on track again. And then this ice storm again hit Oklahoma City, where I live. So as of now, I am recording this I'm speaking to you in the darkness of my home by the light of battery-operated fairy lights and a battery-operated lantern because my electricity has been out for three days. I don't even have it half as bad as some other individuals here in Oklahoma City who've been without power for longer and very likely will not get it back in a long time. So the first half of this week, we had relentless, I mean relentless freezing rain for three days. And it's so early in the fall that all of the trees still have their leaves. And now all of those leaves, like it's just more surface area for the ice to build up on. And I'm telling you, the ice is like an inch thick in some places. And it is weighing trees down, like the limbs in my backyard that stand way above my house are bent down so low that they are almost touching the ground. There have been massive power outages all over the state. I am fortunate because some people lost power right away on Monday and it was super cold. Their houses got so cold. I didn't lose power until 3 a.m. on Wednesday morning. And it was during the day on Wednesday that the temperatures started to rise some. And then it's been on Thursday, the temperatures were above freezing and it all melted like nothing ever happened. Well, except for the tree branches and limbs that are literally covering my front yard and my backyard and areas all over the city and state. So now it's Friday evening. I don't have power. It's been almost 72 hours. The last time this happened was in December 2007, which was shortly before I was starting to come to Oklahoma to visit University of Tulsa College of Law. And I still remember months later that there was debris everywhere. And I had friends who in the city were without power for eight to 10 days. And I know sometimes it can take longer to get power back up in rural areas, but I mean, I've never had an experience like that in Iowa. And we have plenty of bad weather in Iowa. So I honestly don't really know what will happen here. Needless to say, I am praying. I am unfortunate because with the timing of me losing power, so far it hasn't gotten below 60 degrees in my house. And I tolerate cold pretty well, so I've been fine. But my friends who lost 
lost power earlier in the week, it got down to like 50 degrees or colder in their homes. That's rough. Also, I'm fortunate because I discovered that I have a gas water heater and I've had hot water, steaming hot water this whole time. I grew up with electric water heaters and they got cold real fast when the power went out. And so I expected I was going to be without hot water for days. And it has been honestly almost delightful. I'm like, I can't believe you still have hot water, little water heater. That's that's how I address my water heater, apparently. In the dark, by the glow of fairy lights. But I will say, while I can look at this situation objectively and know that I had it better than other people, I am fortunate, I am taken care of, I'm fine. The hardest part has been losing several, like three full days of work. I had big plans for what I wanted to accomplish this week to get caught up on stuff and get ahead on a few things. And I worked actually Tuesday night. I worked super late into the night. I worked something like 17 hours on Tuesday. I realized that might be a personal record because I just had this thought in the back of my head that I give credit to God to because I thought I better just keep going on this project I'm working on, which required internet, better keep going while I still have power. And then I went to bed pretty late and a few hours later, my power was off. I went through a really hard emotional time just recognizing that I was losing all of that. All of that work time, I've gotten a few hours of work done each day. I have managed my phone battery pretty well between adjusting my battery settings and using my extra battery pack, which and using my extra battery pack, which impressively charges super well in my car. Actually, once the ice melted and the roads cleared up, I drove around for like three hours the other night to charge up my battery pack and just sang 80s tunes the whole time. It was honestly kind of therapeutic. And then thankfully, I've had friends nearby who got their power back early or never lost it. So I have been able to charge up my computer and get some work done. And so then with my battery settings on my computer, it's been okay. I just wanted to say all of these positive blessings in the midst of all of the crap that happened because I just, honestly, I didn't really handle it that well. I was disappointed and frustrated and angry. I feel like everyone has their threshold for frustration and I like to think that mine is pretty high, but these last eight to 10 weeks have really just chipped away at my psychological and emotional bandwidth. So yeah, it's it's been rough and it's just been a couple of days. But so anyway, I spent the first couple of days without electricity, just feeling kind of sorry for myself, honestly, but really defeated. And then today something just switched up in me. This morning I woke up and I thought, well, at least I know that I can go somewhere to charge my computer and then I can get some work done that way. And I just started kind of thinking about the positive things and realizing that I did have resources. And it's like my whole mental energy just changed. And when I sat down in my office this morning by the light of day, I realized, oh, there's, I can do this. I can overcome this. I have ways to have things that I can get done. I can be creative. I'm not gonna let all of this totally get me down. I know that I can get work done, just going to have to be resourceful and strategic. And this just completely turned me around. And that's when I was sitting here thinking about that. I thought, oh, I think this is what they call grit. And so that's when I started. I was like, what was the definition from that book? Ah, passion and perseverance. And then I just felt this energy kind of stirring up inside me. And then I thought, this seems like a great thing to talk about on the podcast because I actually need it right now.
I just I just realized I had a choice to either stay frustrated or retreat into my grit and fight. And I decided to fight. And so anyway, I went earlier today or this afternoon, I went to one of my Dragonfly colleagues homes and charged up my computer. And when I was driving home, I thought, well, I'm not going to charge up my computer and then just not do anything. I want to get some stuff accomplished. And if I run my computer battery down, I will find a way to charge it up again tomorrow. So I made the decision in the midst of actually this that I'm recording right now, I made the decision to do some productivity sprints tonight. Um, Usually I do those on YouTube, the way that productivity sprints work on YouTube. So let's say I would fire up my channel and I would just talk to anybody who came on to participate, like chat for a few minutes. Sometimes I'll have a co-host somebody who will join with me. We'll chat for a few minutes and then we set a timer and then we get as much done as we can in that period of time. I was actually inspired by this group of YouTubers called AuthorTubers and they will do writing sprints. And so it's a way to kind of challenge yourself to work on your book, for example, while it's less daunting kind of have some community around you. Got other people doing the same thing. You're watching this person on YouTube if you're participating and they're sharing about their journey. It's just a really nice way to get something done and realize that you're not alone. And so I've done that for a few years with writing. And then earlier this summer, I realized I kind of wanted to expand it beyond writing because I talk about a lot here on the podcast that productivity can look different ways for different people. So it might be writing. It might be meal prepping. My friend Hannah Brammer, whom you've heard on the podcast, joined me for a productivity sprint and cleaned up her kitchen because she'd had a massive cake baking project for her business, Hannah Cakes. And she was so exhausted when she was done that her kitchen was a huge mess and she just didn't know how or when she was going to have the energy to get back to it. And then she saw my sprints. And so she hopped on for, I think, maybe a 20-minute and a 15-minute sprint. And she got her kitchen all cleaned up. And then she was like, all right, I'm out. <laughs> that's the beauty. You can hop on and hop hop off of the sprints. Well, that's how it works on YouTube. Obviously, I couldn't do it on YouTube because I have no electricity. But I am doing it on Instagram and Twitter because I have my data, thankfully, is working again. I didn't have great phone service either for a few days, but that's back up. And so... Working on this episode right now, I'm in the midst of these productivity sprints with my fairy lights. My office is super glowy and I got my my computer battery set well and it's lasting. My, my phone battery is doing well. And so what I'm doing is I'm taking some lemons and I'm making some dang lemonade. And that is happening in real time right at this minute. And I like to think that this is what inspired me to talk about grit. And I'm in the midst of accessing my own grit. And it's super meta, in my opinion. And I think this is so incredibly necessary for making your impact when life is sometimes just bonkers. And I think that that describes life, I mean, a lot of the time. But how much more in this year 2020? My goodness. So all of this personal stuff that's been happening to me got me thinking about some strategies that we can use to dig into our grit, our passion and perseverance to keep us moving toward our goals. I'm sure there's a ton of research out there. And in fact, after I found this definition, I realized, how come I haven't read this book by Angela Duckworth that sounds amazing? So I might have to use some of my audible credit on that. These are just my thoughts, right? Some strategies that I engaged in. And so I just thought I would share them with you when it's time for you to dig into your own grit. Here's my first one. Start small. 
So the first step is so important and can be absolutely the hardest, especially if we're feeling overwhelmed. Taking that first step helps us access our grit. That first step helps us to remember our passion for making our impact and to really activate this perseverance we have dwelling inside of us. So for me, opening up my computer this morning for a little while and doing a few minutes of research on grit was a good first step. It was a good step in the right direction. I didn't get back to that until, what, nine hours later? But that small step just changed my thinking and it got me headed in the right direction mentally. And I'm a big believer that even just 15 minutes of working on something can make a big difference. That's the reason I love these productivity sprints. I've adopted a practice of tackling a project, working in five, 10, 15, 20 minute increments, just whatever feels right for what I'm working on. And then if after just one sprint, I don't have any more to give toward that project, I can stop, I can be done, but then sometimes it gets this momentum going and I can keep doing subsequent sprints. You know, even if I just do the one though, I find that it sets me up to keep going later on. It kind of starts to snowball in a really positive way. And then suddenly starting small doesn't feel so small. you got this momentum that you can start, you know, these little small steps keep growing or you can start taking bigger steps. See, it's actually super effective in my opinion, in my experience. Okay, number two, second strategy. Tackle something that feels doable. So maybe you've heard of this philosophy of productivity called eat the frog that says you should do the hardest, most intimidating, or most annoying task as the first thing in your day. That way you have more energy throughout the day and you're not dreading this other thing. And I agree with this philosophy. But I will say this, when it comes to digging into your grit and overcoming these times when life has thrown us for a loop, I think it's most important to just do something. Whatever feels the most doable in the moment, that's the thing you should do. Again, it might seem small, it might seem trivial, but if it is on your list of tasks that are necessary for achieving a goal, then it will be helpful. So do a doable thing, and then the next doable thing, and then the next. And this will start to help you overcome this kind of intimidating feeling that what you're wanting to accomplish is just not possible. And in my experience, this reminds me that I can, in fact, accomplish something toward a project that I've grown distant from. For example, I'm in the middle of building up my little shop called Making Your Impact the Shop, which I built on Etsy, and I'm also integrating into my website. This will house some merchandise that I've designed that goes along with the podcast and my theme and my message in life. So I started working on that in the summertime. But this fall, as I mentioned, between just this super busy season at work, a family emergency, a conference I helped with, and a myriad of other things, I just either couldn't find the time or did not have the energy to work on it. But I actually finally got back to it earlier this week during a writing sprint that I did a few days ago when I still had electricity. And when I opened everything up to get back at it again months later, I felt like I could barely remember where I'd left off. So I just started by doing something, right? I signed into my Etsy account and I looked at it. Uh, then I adjusted my business logo. I thought, well, it should say the word shop on it. I adjusted that, uploaded it. And I was like, oh, that was pretty easy. Oh, well, it looks like I can make a banner. So I designed a simple little banner, put that up on my shop. I was like, okay, cool. Then I wrote my profile as a Etsy shop owner. And then it was like, I just tackled whatever seemed the most doable first. 
And then it got the ball rolling and I kept doing more and more. Then the ice storm hit and I haven't gotten back to it again, but I know that when I do inevitably get my power back, I can get back into it. And it's not so hard. It's not so intimidating because I just started out doing something doable. And so I'm not going to just say that it hasn't been extremely frustrating to finally get some momentum only to be knocked off course again, but I'm going to just do the same thing. And I know that it will work out. I made progress and just that little bit of progress re-engaged my grit and proved to me that I can get back on track. And finally, third strategy, build up your gritty community. I think gritty is the name of a mascot of a team in Philadelphia, a hockey team, I'm pretty sure. Is it the Flyers? I don't know. I don't know anything about hockey, but even when I was writing out this outline, I didn't think of it. But now I said the word gritty, and I'm pretty sure he's become like a beloved hockey mascot. Anyway, build up your real life gritty community. So this means spend time with people who you know have overcome obstacles to achieve their goals, especially if you can tell that it is a consistent part of their lifestyle. Just being around people who are consistently pursuing their passion and have persevered through difficulties reminds us and models for us that we can do it too. I also think it diminishes the power of obstacles in our lives because our chosen community normalizes overcoming obstacles. You'll also be around people who can empathize with your struggle in a meaningful way because they've felt the discouragement that you're experiencing. They're also more likely to be helpful in brainstorming solutions and walking with you as you take those steps because they've been through it. They're also the best people, honestly, to celebrate your achievements because they can relate to the grit that you needed to get there. I count myself to be super fortunate because I am surrounded by gritty people. My fellow Dragonfly co-founders, super gritty. My Yukon Writer Society peeps, they are gritty too. And you've heard a number of these people and other friends on the podcast. Anna, who's a missionary in South Africa, that is a life that requires some grit. Hannah, the cake person I was telling you about, Hannah Cakes, but she also runs a gym in Des Moines and is dealing with customer service all the time. That requires some, some real grit. My friend Mandy, the artist who lives in Tulsa, takes some grit to do what she does, some courage. All of these people around me are full of grit. And I've known these people anywhere from two to almost 20 years, but I have walked with all of them through their obstacles and supported them in their passion and perseverance. And they have done the same for me so many times. Our experiences in grittiness are reciprocal. We boost each other's grittiness. And I'm telling you, get yourself a gritty community. It can make all the difference in the world. I hope as you heard these three strategies, you've had some ideas pop into your head, some small steps you can take, some doable things you can do, some gritty people you can engage with. If life has knocked you off your course, you really can access your grit, your passion and perseverance to break through and get back to making your impact. Just a little update in case you were wondering on my electricity situation. This is a few days after I recorded this initial podcast. I recorded that in the dark, glowy light of my fairy lights on Friday night during those sprints I was running. And just as I was getting ready for bed around midnight, I was in my living room, literally holding my battery-powered lantern. It really made me feel like a fisherman or someone running a a lighthouse or something with my lantern going around my house. I was just about to go to bed, 
walked out to my living room to grab something I'd forgotten and the power came back on and the light that I keep on my piano turned on. And I stood there and I looked at it. I am not kidding for, I bet a solid five to 10 seconds. I think 10 seconds. I just stared at it for a second and like I didn't even comprehend what exactly was happening. And then I heard my heater kick in and I heard my refrigerator like whir to life. And I was like, oh my gosh, my electricity is on. <laughs> it was so crazy. Three days. That's all it took to just completely confound me when the lights came back on. And I was so thankful. Then I didn't go to bed for another hour and a half because I was too busy texting people photos of my lights being on and telling them, Thank you for praying because I'm so thankful. Here's the crazy thing, though. There are people who have been without power now for like two weeks. People who live in Oklahoma City still didn't have power. I don't understand. I don't know anything about electricity or how that works, but oh, that is rough. That is so rough and frankly ridiculous. So when I was saying earlier that I was thankful because I knew I'd had it easier than other people, I still did. I still had it easier than a lot of other people. And I I am so thankful and empathize so much with their situation. But anyway, I thought I would give you the resolution to my little gritty sans electricity story. Now it's time for one of our regular features on Making Your Impact podcast. It's time for the Leslie Nope Corner. In the Leslie Nope Corner, I highlight a quote from my favorite impact-making fictional heroine, Leslie Nope, from the NBC show Parks and Recreation. You can watch all seasons of Parks and Rec for free on Peacock. Today's Leslie Nope quote is from season three, episode one, entitled Go Big or Go Home, written by Alan Yang and directed by Dean Holland. The quote is, when your back's against the wall and the odds are stacked against you, you swing the hardest. There's just no doubt that Leslie Nope is a gritty character. We see her with those odds stacked against her time and time again. You know, she gets down sometimes. She gets discouraged. She needs to take a break to recover and take stock of everything that's going on. But before long, she bounces back because she has dug into her passion and perseverance, her grit. She reminds herself of why her goals are so important to her and what they mean for all of the people she's serving. When she finds herself out of options, she takes some big swings. She pivots. She creates new options that open up this whole realm of opportunities for her. And we also see her surround herself with some gritty dang people. Ann Perkins is a nurse a job that requires a ton of grit day in, day out. Plus, Anne becomes a local activist in Pawnee and has to overcome several challenges with Leslie. And Ben Wyatt, of course, fought back after the Ice Town debacle of his early political career and goes on to make a huge impact in the world. And these two people encourage Leslie in a unique way because they know what it takes to access grit to keep moving forward and they help her do so. And once again, I find myself so thankful for the character of Leslie Nope, who models grit in such a relatable way for those of us working toward making our impact. So let's wrap up this episode with some impact highlights that I think could help you on your journey toward making your impact. First, grit is a combination of passion and perseverance. Grit can be a way better indicator of success than natural talent, which remains 
untapped potential without grit. This means that if we have grit, we can rise above limitations that we might see in ourselves to achieve our goals and make our impact. When life throws you for a real loop, take the time you need to deal with it and recover. But when the time comes to get back on track, digging into your grit will help you get there. To access your grit when the challenges seem intimidating, start small and do the doable things first. This will help you start building momentum. And finally, build your community of gritty people to walk with you toward your goals and making your impact. And that's it for this episode. Let's wrap up with your question of the app. Which of these impact highlights resonates with you most? Leave your answer to the question of the app on the post for this episode on any of my social media platforms by searching Melissa Ike, E-I-C-K on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn and at MJ Ike on Twitter. I'll be back next week with more to inspire and equip you to pursue your calling and make a positive difference in the world. Until then, please subscribe to this podcast to get inspired and remember that the world needs you to make your impact.